Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Radio family, thank you so much and welcome to another weekend edition of our public affairs show. It is community focus heard on our intercom stations. Thank you so much for the wonderful company as always. We are here on your intercom stations, and I, Renee Vaughn, have a very informative topic of discussion. I have got a room full of handsome gentlemen joining me this morning. They are representing an organization that, Radio Family, we are really going to get you familiar with in knowing more about the 20 progress through cooperation, if I can get it out right. That's what happens when you do shows early, early in the morning. You need the time to kind of let things process a little bit. But that's what we're going to focus on. I want to say and welcome, first of all, from the 20, Bill McLean, as well as Perry. Is this Cabin? Cabian. Cabian. I was close. I'm going to work on it, Perry. (laughs) And James Grace. Gentlemen, good morning. It's so happy to have you here. How's everybody doing? Doing well, Renee. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. We have two other gentlemen who are with us as well, and we're going to meet these gentlemen in just a bit. But I wanted to begin our conversation this morning. We're going to have a lot to cover in the next remaining minutes, but just for the first few minutes, discuss how the 20 works proactively with individuals and organizations that seek greater access to resources You help to provide businesses and entrepreneurial assistance. So for any of our entrepreneurs and business owners who are listening, this will really be an informative program for you, really for all of us. And you also work to solve the quality of life issues that give all persons the opportunity to flourish. That's just part of your mission of what the 20 does. But who are the 20 and what is your purpose? Let's begin there. Well, I think I'll take that one, Renee. And let's go back to the beginning. We, as colleagues and friends, have been meeting for about four or five years. Yes, sir. And the topic has always been what's paramount is what type of structure would best suit the city that we live in Mm -hmm. as a structure to have and move forward in the black community on issues of economic development. And so where we have landed is the twenty. And the 20 is really a metaphor for the for who we are, but we outlined 20 various committees mm-hmm. that represent what we thought a highly efficient organization would be. And so things like housing, community development, economic development, uh, youth and education, all those topics are a committee. Very so good. we are structured as such. Excellent. Perry and Bill, feel, fun, feel free, rather, to, to add or to chime in on that. Well, <clears throat> one of our primary concerns is that we do something about the conditions and the disparities in a specific community. Mm-hmm. Now, even though we're open to the general Forsyth County, right, we do have some specific interest in trying to upgrade some issues that are uh, dominant in, in the black community. Right. 
And PRA, same for you. Yeah, and we find that some of these uh, marginalized uh, communities need to have uh, a better voice uh, and more access to some of these things that the 20 is going to try uh, and provide. Um, and we're using the Community Reinvestment Act as one tool uh, to help uh, get these under uh, these marginalized communities access. Very good. Now, I have to ask, there are five of you with me all together here in the studio. How did you gentlemen come across? How did really the, and, and what's the word that I'm looking for, as far as the birth of this organization came about. What's your relationship either outside of the 20 or how long have you gentlemen proactively or personally have known each other? Well, Bill and I grew up a block from each other, so really? we've been neighbors all of our lives. Oh, wow. And so Excellent. we have that relationship to build on. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Terry is sort of the new guy on the block as well. The newbie. Huh? And uh, <laughs> we have come together because of our ideology and because of our various fields. Wow. Terry, on the one hand, is in the securities field. Bill has been the most successful advocate for black kids mm-hmm. in this area. And I have run in the past uh, the first uh, CDC in Forsyth County. Very so good. we have that history and bringing all of that together with the thought and notion that we as African-Americans don't have very much time to get our act mm-hmm. together. Right. I'm saying five years or we will be irrelevant. And we're going to go into details with that, James, and thank you for mentioning that. And in just the relationship between the three of you gentlemen, I think of a rich history and a very elusive history. And for members of our radio family who probably are listening to you right now and know you personally can likely say the same thing. Yes. I'd like to also mention that we've expanded our horizon by involving uh, Charles Bird. Chuck Bird, who was very, very good. familiar with the Greensboro area. Right. And, uh, he's been an entrepreneur for many, many years there. Uh, been a certified public accountant and a private business owner for several years. He's really expanded our horizon. Very then nice. we have our historian, uh, <laughs> Mr. Bob Wilson. Who, I wanted that who's got, <laughs> <laughs> You can still have it, James. You can, we can share. <laughs> who really knows a lot about the history of uh, inner city Winston-Salem, especially Excellent. East Winston, because his family also were involved in uh, economic development. Absolutely. And gentlemen, the one thing that I can say as a proud resident of the Twin Cities, I, I've lived here long enough to really call the area home. I've lived here longer than my actual birthplace, and I have enjoyed my time literally growing up in Winston-Salem. A lot of fond memories, indeed a lot of history when we think about the city in general, especially when we put the focus on the black community. And so many things that come to mind that I think had a, a central role in really what I'm able to do for a living, being a part of the media. So I really... I have to say, I'm, I'm truly grateful and thankful for, for my upbringing in, in this area. And, and I thank you, gentlemen. You have unofficially, probably without knowing, played a role in that. Because when we think about our community leaders, we think about our teachers. We just think about individuals who just want us, especially when we look at the incoming generation of young persons, 
And we try to be that beacon or that guide to see where he or she's going to go. Because we just had a large group of our kids graduate from our various high schools and our colleges that are looking to. And then the question becomes, what kind of future will they have? And so the importance of what the 20 will provide to our communities now can have such an impact on our future generation. And that's now as well. Let me ask you this. What are your strategies and tactics for implementing the goals of the organization? Let's discuss that. So let's let's get to that answer to that question in a roundabout way. Sure. Uh, in the month of April, we were able to secure uh, funding to attend a conference of the National Reinvestment Coalition in Washington, D.C. They lobby on behalf of the country's poor yes. indigenous people. And they are responsible for making sure that there's money for housing and everything else that people receive uh, when they're uh, receiving some public assistance. So this group uh, asked us to come on stage that night for a photo op, and we had no idea why. And I'm getting to the point of this. And once we got on stage, they announced that First Tennessee Bank was moving to North Carolina Mm -hmm. and that they had just secured an agreement with First Tennessee to spend $3.8 billion in the five states in which they operate in the minority communities and disadvantaged communities. And one of them being North Carolina. That's exactly right. So in context, Mm -hmm. when we talk about where are we going with this is to get people involved in accessing that money. Absolutely. Across the board. And the wonderful thing about it, too, James, is really putting the focus on Winston-Salem because it's not to compare against other cities in and around the greater triad area, but Winston-Salem has a lot to offer. And that's the thing of getting people to move to the area, Absolutely. having people to work in the area whatever their profession may happen to be, and to really see Winston-Salem outside of being tobacco and outside of being, because I remember this growing up, that was the first thing, when you made a trip to Old Salem, it's more than just the Moravian history that's that's attached to it as well. And like we said, it's it's the future and where we see Winston-Salem going five years plus from now. Bill and and, and Perry, same question to you if, if you would like to add to that. Well, I would think that we have an obligation. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us benefited from our backgrounds. Right. When we grew up in Winston-Salem, uh, the, our education was strong. Right. We had yeah. great teachers. Mm-hmm. We had committed teachers. Uh, some of the, I mean, you're talking about doctors, lawyers, and right. chiefs yeah. came out of our schools. Mm-hmm. And... Our education in this community has dropped tremendously. Very true. Uh, it's gotten to the point now that we're considered to be an academic desert wow. in East Winston. Mm-hmm. Almost all of our schools are uh, below average. I'm talking about F and D. Mm. And so uh, unless we stand up and do something about it, the schools can't do it by themselves. The parents can't do it by themselves. Even the students can't do it by themselves. It takes a community to do something about the conditions of our academic status at this point in time. So we see economic development being part of this. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't have anything to look forward to, why would I go to school? I mean, what's my motivation if there's no jobs, there's no no careers for me? 
And so uh, we feel obligated to do something about that. And thank you for, for mentioning that. Yeah, and, you know, just to kind of um, piggyback on James and Bill, you know, we have been blessed with uh, backgrounds and education to uh, help ourselves prosper individually. Mm -hmm. But it's an obligation that we all feel to share this information with everyone else. So my background has been in finance and corporate banking, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure or we want to make sure that our community is financially aware Mm-hmm. of what's going on. So financial awareness is a very big part of what the 20 uh, wants to convey uh, to uh, the community. Um, I, I always used to, you know, I've been here in the Winston-Salem area since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably have known me for other community involvement, right. with, you know, the sport of track and field. But a lot of people don't know that I've been a financial professional for 23 years now. Mm-hmm. And to get this information you know, we have to have an open book. We have to be able to share with people mm-hmm. how they can come and not only make the money, keep the money, and then transition the money to utilize in other areas, uh, economic development, housing, um, education, number of different ways. So we want to make sure that people get this skill set as well. Absolutely. So the dialogue and especially the involvement that we can bring to the community our keys to that. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, I love the fact that obviously we all represent in terms of different classes from the years that we graduate, but I like to look at it in terms of this is a new class when we talk about the 20, yes. because this is a community class. Inclusive class. Exactly. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, gentlemen, these first few minutes have been very informative for me and our radio family. I appreciate you, Mr. Bill McLean. Perry Cabian, did I get it right this time? That is it. I got it. Yes. <laughs> My grandmother would be happy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And Mr. James Grace, just part of the 20, and you did a fine job, gentlemen, in representing the organization. Now, speaking of which, and we're going to discuss this with two other members of the organization that will join us for the second half of the program. So, Radio Family, stay close. We will take as quickly as we can this break, but we will definitely be back with more of the weekend edition of Community Focus right after this. It's more of the weekend edition of Community Focus heard Saturday and Sunday mornings in our intercom stations. Thank you, Radio Family. If you've been with me, Renee Vaughn, from the beginning of our public affairs show, thank you for coming back for the second half. And I certainly want to welcome those of you just joining us. Your timing is just as good. Continuing in a fabulous conversation this morning with the organization The 20 Progress Through Cooperation. And the 20 addresses this reality, organizing a group of 200 diverse and motivated members, male, female, youth, 16 and older, to engage in business and commerce. And these are persons who are committed to the goals of capital formation, business startups, and entrepreneurship. So Radio Family, that's pretty much the gamut, hopefully, of all of you listening as we do return with more of the weekend edition of Community Focus I want to, again, say thank you so much for tuning in. And to thank these gentlemen, I want to add Chuck Bird and Bob Wilson now to the conversation. James, you are still with me, so I am happy to hear that. Chuck, you are a retired CPA and serial entrepreneur. First of all, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ms. Vine. Nice to have you on board. 
Bob Wilson, you are the site director of GUIDE, Guiding Institute for Developmental Education. You work closely with Bill McLean, but he said, brother, we're going to keep a focus on you. So good morning to you. <laughs> good morning. Very happy to be here. Very happy to have you here. And you also have another, you wear many hats. You're a coach as well. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Gentlemen, as we continue in our conversation, do you work with other groups and organizations when we talk about the 20? Well, one of our goals is to bring people together. One of the criteria for belonging to the 20 is that you cannot bring another agenda other than your own individual agenda. To this organization. We don't mind reaching out and helping you with if you belong to another organization. Yeah, that's a separate, separate relationship. We want to help. We want to bring everybody together that's helping our youth. We want to be able to find resources as a group to provide and divide up and use uh, as we see fit, as the organization sees fit and based on what your need is. So there's something for everybody. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you are looking at this as an inclusive. Right. And Renee, I understand one point, though, we want to make early on is that we are trying to put together a package for development in the black community and disadvantaged communities around Mm Winston-Salem valued at $100 million. So whatever you're working on, you know, there's a lot of things and plans going on in Winston-Salem now. But nobody's got any money. What is, and we just briefly talked about this at the beginning, but to just sort of reestablish what is the Community Reinvestment Act and what does it mean to be the average citizen? Let's talk about that, James. Well, succinctly, the Community Reinvestment Act passed in 1977 by the control of the currency who was directed to a specific notion that, A, and I will give it to you by way of example, in East Winston, we had a branch of Wachovia Bank, which had a deposit of $100 million of people's money. And that was not white people's money. That was black people's money because the Community Reinvestment Act uh, talks about the money that is deposited in that community. Mm-hmm. But then when people come back to get loans and use that money, they don't qualify. The control of the currency demands that people find ways, the bank finds ways to put that money back in the community from which it was extracted. So the proliferation of nonprofits and all of this activity in the last 25 years Mm -hmm. is probably a direct result of the Community Reinvestment Act. Absolutely. And I, I'd like to, James, we're focusing on what's being put back in the community. Because when we think of many of the communities in Winston-Salem, many of the black communities in Greensboro, a lot are still here because of the people. That's right. A lot are still here because of the ideas. And as we mentioned earlier, when we look at a, a younger generation that typically once they finish school, they look to move away from other places Here's a great opportunity to welcome those young folk to come back to and these same something. communities. Yeah, and be a part but, of it. But, yes. But in order to <clears throat> in order to have a situation where they can come back, exactly. there has to be something to come, come back, back to. to. That's a good point. And, and traditionally and historically, since the 60s, we've moved away mm-hmm. from the possibility in Winston-Salem of coming back. Right. Because prior to that, we had black businesses 
Mm-hmm. We had black businesses galore for black people. Now, at what level? We're not talking about that they were Wall Street. We're talking about the fact that, that Winston-Salem was, was, a, was a city where you could grow. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing. Bill and James and I were teenagers together. Wow. So here we are as older men together yeah. with the same hope, the same dream. Right. The three of us were in the last march in Winston to integrate restaurants. James was in jail, and Bill went to jail, I went to jail during that period. Now, here we are still. Now, our dreams haven't changed. Our tactics have. Mm-hmm. We didn't understand economic development then. then. We understand economic development now. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for that for our children and our grandchildren and our children's children. Mm-hmm. So we are here because we want to see the things that we dreamed of then mm-hmm. happen now. now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, these funds are available for housing, housing mortgages, mm-hmm. building affordable housing. Right. They're avail- available for nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. development of the infrastructure of these organizations, support for their programs. There's money available for businesses and entrepreneurship, for technical assistance and consulting. There's money available um, for philanthropy. Mm-hmm. There's actually grants right. that can be made. Uh, there's money available for just about any type of project that you may be interested in mm-hmm. um, developing that's going to serve individuals that are low and moderate income, mm-hmm. either as an individual or as a community. Absolutely. Gentlemen, what I, what I really like and what I've really come to appreciate about the 20 is that you really are, as, as part of your purpose, is that you're helping us as community members. When I think about the talent pool of individuals as business owners, as entrepreneurs, those who are in finance, because and again, I keep going back to our young ones and what they're learning at various mm-hmm. institutes of higher learning, especially our incredible HBCUs, and we can just go run the gamut of all the great schools. Aggie that, Pride. That, yeah. <laughs> of all the great North Carolina schools. Yes, indeed, North Carolina A&T State University, and many others just within North Carolina alone. But in terms of what these young ones want to become, and many of them, we hope, are choosing those degrees that will allow them to be those individuals that are owning their own businesses that are giving back to the community, that are wanting to be our teachers. Because when we think about the doctors and lawyers that we have, they had to be taught by somebody. They had a teacher at some point. And again, with the financial institutions, our young ones in the importance of money. You have so many of our kids, and I was one of them, in school that didn't really have the concept needed to learn how to properly manage a dollar. And you got a lot of kids that are out there because you got these credit card companies that are coming at them left and right while they're in school. And who knows all the stories, especially when it comes time to repaying some of that money back. All of the, the horror stories that you hear about repayment of loans and then trying to understand that process. So, so many things that, gentlemen, you're wanting to focus to educate us as a community is highly important. 
Perry, you wanted to mention something yeah. as, as I want to get the conversation back in, in your direction. Speaking of finance and financial responsibility. Exactly. Yes. Um, well, you know, a, a number of different things. You know, when you go back and you look at the current education system, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times students go to college and they can't afford it. So they have to take out student loans right. just in order to make ends meet. And I have had the opportunity to work for an HBCU as well as attend uh, what I found out to be a predominantly white institution as well. And the information that's conveyed is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do at the 20, uh, we want to have financial awareness. We want to teach um, individuals how to handle and manage their financial Mm -hmm. situations. Um, We will be putting on um, a seminar on the 18th of July. Um, and that's going to be a wealth transition um, uh, strat, uh, or um, forum just so that people can understand after you make money, how do you move it over to the next generation? Because right. here in the black community, we tend to start from scratch every generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But point. there are means and mechanisms to do that. And one of the things is to really start to understand how your personal finances work, how to handle and manage your personal finances uh, before you can get to these other areas where you can actually distribute and share with Absolutely. the next generation. So. And that's one thing, too, Perry, that I'm glad you mentioned because that makes me think of, too, when we talk about banking institutions, how many are actually minority-owned? That number is very small. Mm-hmm. Very few. Very yeah. few. And, and so, I'm sorry. Yeah, ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, it's a very small uh, group of banking institutions here in the, in the area. Um, that can actually uh, come in and help us with these right. banking issues. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention, too, is that the um, seminar is going to be held at the Forsyth County Central Library. Yes, the um, new library. Yes, it looks uh, 6 p.m. And that's the same place that we're holding this forum this, you know, to, later on today. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be there from 6 p.m. until 8 Um It'll be, you know, Grand Street Capital Management, which is my firm, as well as the Forest Group Law Firm. Um, so there will be an estate planning attorney available as well. Excellent. So, um, but, um, but really, kind of get back to the, you know, we really want to get this information mm-hmm. out to people. We really want to start them. And I think when, when you start looking at being, becoming an entrepreneur and receiving some of these funds mm-hmm. and things like that, you become more financially aware then. Absolutely. You know? Yes. So, Yes. Uh, James, you wanted to add something. Uh, yes. Uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure that people understand about the Community Reinvestment Act is that anytime they're dealing with a bank, once they go into the bank mm-hmm. and they are not pleased with the service that they've been rendered or the decisions they've been given, they can ask for the CRA record of that bank. Mm-hmm. And somebody then supposed to go in the back and bring it out and they can make any comments they want into it. And when the control of the currency comes down to inspect their bank, they look at these comments. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is some oomph that we have. The, the other thing and the last thing I probably want to say is to our youth. You know, everything, the advantage that me and these guys in the room have is that we grew up amidst all of this turmoil. And we know how it works. We know how it fits. And I know that it's very chaotic for our children to understand this whole system now, what goes on. Mm -hmm. And we are here 
to try to be interpreters to them so that they can take advantage of this. And I want to urge any young person that has any kind of entrepreneurial experience, whether he want to sell a hot dog or lemonade, Mm -hmm. to come out and listen to and grab this information. Absolutely. And that's an excellent tie-in, James and Perry and Bob, to go to. And I just heard you whisper the words, website. You must be in my mind right now. I love it. (laughs) Yes, let's share with our radio family ways in which they can stay in contact with you between now and not just June 30th, but also going forward past that date. Exactly. Our website is the20ws.org. Very easy to remember. We have uh, Twitter and all that other stuff, too. <laughs> uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. Yeah. Right, right, we're on, right. We're on all of it. So. Very good. So you yeah. help each other out on the social media realm. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. We, we, we understand how important it is. We, we, we should probably mention, you know, a very important gentleman in taking care of a lot of that is uh, Mr. Walt Arthur. Uh, who's not here with us, yes. but he handles a lot of those things. Excellent. And I, a volunteer. Yes, and I also like to add that the 20, we want to spell those words out, T-H-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y-W-S.org. Uh, Thank you so. very much. I really appreciate it. And Radio Family, I appreciate your wonderful company. The weekend edition of Community Focus yeah. heard in our intercom stations Saturday and Sunday mornings. I do have these very distinguished gentlemen joining me Renee Vaughn, representing the 20, T-H-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. See now, Perry, and I'm going to have to work on it. I can't follow that. Come on. The 20, which is progress through cooperation. I want to say again, good morning to Chuck Bird, Bob Wilson, Bill McLean, Perry Cabian. I got it right. And also James Grace joining me, Renee Vaughn. And, I, Ken, and, and Ken Archer, who could not be, be here. with us. That's thank right. You. Ken, thank you. We know that you're with us here on the program in spirit. Let me ask, gentlemen, why is the structure that you have chosen for the 20 important, and how does it actually differ from other nonprofit organizations? Well, it's an inclusive structure. And let me talk to you a minute about the design. Uh, The 20 committees, we are asking for volunteers of people who have experience in that particular area. Mm -hmm. They also then will be given the right to recruit whomever they want to to be on their committee. Keeping in mind that next year they will have to be elected by their peers, whoever they choose, Mm -hmm. to be head of that committee. Each committee chair will then get a vote to elect the chair of the organization. So it's very much bottoms up. It is very much about work. You have to volunteer at least five hours per month. If you're going to belong to this organization. Right. So be prepared for that. There's no exception and no excuse for that. And it's a great way to develop a great work ethic right. through the organization Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And if and if I might add, I think the various groups actually add a lot of diversity towards the business community. Absolutely. So you just like a stock portfolio, when you mm-hmm. bring in different things with different ideas and thoughts, it actually makes the overall organization more more powerful. Very true. Speaking of which, that's an excellent tie-in, Perry. You're so good. In fact, gentlemen, all of you are. I really appreciate it. We mentioned this briefly. I want to go into details for the next remaining minutes of the program. The community plan, 50 to $100 million over a five-year period. Let's get the breakdown on that if well, we can. That figure has come up come about because of all the planning and 
changes that are going on in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. we simply talk to groups and ask them what their plans are. Right. Yeah, we got uh, three or four different plans being organized now and around housing, around mm-hmm. redevelopment of communities. And this is just a composite of what they say they're going to need. Right. So $100 million, you know, that's doable. This is not even stretching the imagination. Right. So we, we know that uh, those projects are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the one that with the most involved was about $30, $35 million on WAP. So that's one project. Yeah. You know. So just so, imagine if you add oh, yeah, others to that. Just imagine, yeah. 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 Exactly. So uh, this is day of the dream. Yeah, very much so. Yes, and, and let's not be intimidated by the numbers, mm-hmm. because if you've got a good idea and a plan, we can help you develop your idea. We can help you with your business plan. We can help you with the whole organization uh, of the plan. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a good idea, let's bring it to the table, because there is assistance available. Mm-hmm. Let's not be intimidated by the numbers. I like that. And think in terms of the development of downtown, which we've watched Oh, definitely, yes. How it missed East, East Winston. So our idea is that we don't miss East Winston mm-hmm. anymore. Right. And those monies that have been geared toward downtown, we pay taxes also. Mm-hmm, exactly. And we live here also. And we want to see East Winston move where it was moving in, when we grew up. Exactly. Right. And because East Winston was, was growing into beauty. Mm-hmm. And now we've watched it deteriorate, and right. we, we, we want to end that. We also have some ideas, or some of us have ideas, about something as simple as a, a community where you work, where you live, mm-hmm. and, and everything happens in the same area. You don't have to travel from here to there. Right. A lot of ideas out Especially there, and we're interested money. in other people's ideas also. We are interested in co-oping your idea. We're interested in incorporating and being as one and going in one direction. Absolutely. And we touched on this, too, earlier, especially what the 20 has been emphasizing, Radio Family, through the course of our entire conversation this morning. It's a community effort, so please keep that in mind, that benefits as a whole. It also is about your personal expectations and aspirations, and above all else, and this is the importance, so whether you are being a part of the strategy and brainstorming session or you're being a part of anything that's focusing on the betterment of the community through the 20, the key is it's about your participation. We just can't stress that enough because this is what is helping all of us. Even though it can, the focus can be on individuals, but collectively, this is a community effort. So it's about the participation. I'm going to say that one more time. It's about the participation. Gentlemen, I have really enjoyed our conversation. I've just got a couple of minutes remaining. I'm going to give each of you, all five of you, so please keep in mind, keep it as brief as you can, but any closing thoughts or comments on anything that that if I didn't discuss, you want to briefly make mention. Okay, I'll get it started. Sure. <clears throat> one, of the things that some of the ban- one of the things that some of the banks have said is that we're not asking for the money. Oh, my gracious. Let's ask for the money. And then we can get the assistance we need to make sure that we ask for it in a viable way. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to give us money to throw away. We need a good plan 
because these banks are not in the business to lose money. They're in the business to make money, mm -hmm. and so are we. And we, so need, we need to be prepared uh, uh, to prepare our youth to be prepared to take advantage of these opportunities mm -hmm. that we hope we can leave for them. Yeah. They need to be ready to step in. They need to prepare themselves academically, mm -hmm. and, need to, and their parents need to think about where their children are going. Mm -hmm. We need programs to help the parents help their children. Mm -hmm. So, And if, if this happens, we won't have to worry about the system. The system will take care of itself. So we need to rethink where we are as a group, as a people, and understand what it takes to move from point A to point Z. Thank you for that, Chuck. Come on, get some of this. <laughs> yes. Uh, I learned very, on, very early on as a CPA working with major corporations mm -hmm. how business was done. And the root word of that word, corpus, means body. People were working together as a unified body for a common objective. Mm -hmm. And I think that what we want to do is for our community to move together as a collective, collaborative, unified body. It says in Nehemiah that when all the people work together of like mind, that they built a wall in astonishing time. And what we need to do is work together to build our communities in an astonishing time. Thank you very much. James, I'm going to swing it over in your direction. Well, I have a question. I'll leave mine with a question. Why can't everybody go into business? Why can't everybody be an entrepreneur? And uh, Listen, that needs to be a goal of ours. Everybody should move toward opening up a business. I'm going to give the example. My wife sent me to Trader Joe's to buy her some buffalo jerky. It costs $7 a pack for six ounces. You know how much a buffalo weighs times six ounces? <laughs> I'm just, by way of example, there are so many business opportunities out there. You think about them every day, yet you don't act on them. And I'm giving you an opportunity to act on them. Thank you very much. Perry, it looks like you get the last word, my dear. And I will finish up by following up on what James just said. Once we get these businesses in place, let's plan to do business with each other. Let's circulate that dollar. Every other ethnic community here in the United States have been able to build their communities up by doing business with each other. I'm not saying that just do it simply because they're black. We want to make sure that they are able to provide us with the, the resources and services that we need for our expenditures. But please, let's consider them and let's recirculate that dollar. Thank you so much. Gentlemen, I will end by saying this. Thank you for bringing the knowledge to our public affairs show. Again, get additional information. By the way, 1611 North Cleveland Avenue is where The 20 is located. Yes. Again, on the World Wide Web, The 20, and spell it out as Perry said, T-H-E-T-W-E-N-T-Y. I got it this time. The 20. <laughs> ws.org all right here i go perry cabian bob wilson bill mclean james grace and chuck bird gentlemen thank you all i tell you no goodbyes from me we don't have to do an, an, another time for certain i'd love to do a follow-up follow-up show amen we'll talk about that once we officially get off air but radio family thank you for your wonderful time 
And thank you for the good things you're doing in the community. Please keep it up. Please support the 20. Again, this is about participation, and the 20 is progress through cooperation. And I think that's going to bring this weekend edition of Community Focus to a close. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.